sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf. Of uh, who we're going to be looking at uh, for this Friday. So, you know, when, when we started this TMAC, we wanted to uh, talk to a bunch of different people in the golf industry, right? Mm-hmm. We, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we want to fix your slice. We want to tell you how to make more putts. But also, this the ability that we have to kind of have these contacts in the industry is pretty cool. So, got a good friend. His name is Robert Klapka. He's a tailor-made sales rep in the area. Basically, goes from Gainesville to Naples. Um, that's a pretty big area already in Florida. Wow. And then all the way up to Orlando. So, um, uh, it, it was it was a you know, I'm looking forward to talking to him. Um, I think we're going to get the audience to get a lot of different uh, perspective on some of the new product coming out and okay. maybe even just the way some of these manufacturers market their product and kind of um, think about what they're doing, think about what they're making to the public. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but uh, I definitely, uh, I think it's going to be a great um, educational, but also informative one for the, uh, for the listener. Great, great. Well, thank you. Uh, tune in, everybody, and let's get ready for the next podcast. Hey golfers, this is Sean from One Stop Golf Club of Wesley Chapel. Want to let you guys know about our private golf club featuring TrackMan, which gives you unlimited data, video analysis, and practice abilities to improve your game. This is a -a one-of-a-kind practice facility in which you book your own tee times, walk in with your own personal code, and use TrackMan to improve your game. We offer monthly memberships starting at $60 for 24 hours a day, 7 days a week access, and the use of TrackMan. Think of it as your own private man cave or woman cave. Uh, Enjoy a 65-inch TV with all the sports stations available so you can watch a game while improving your own golf game. We also offer private golf instruction, club fittings, and putter fittings as well. For more information, check out our website, www.onestopgolfshopfl.com. Let's do it. All right. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Golf. I am your co-host, Tim McElvana, the owner and operator of SwingTheoryGolf.com. And with me is my co-host, Sean Klotz. Owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club. Good to hear you guys. Good to see you guys. So, Sean, who do we have today? I'm really excited. Yeah, today i got a good friend of mine, uh, Robert Klapka. He's a uh, tailor-made sales rep. Um, Robert, uh, Robert, you're on the line. What, what's the what's the like territory that you have? And, and first of all, definitely welcome to Dynamic Golf. We're excited to have you. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate uh, having me on here. My territory is uh, northwest Florida. So I cover everything from about University Park in Sarasota all the way up to Chiefland, Gainesville, going into uh, the north side. Yeah, and that's kind of like typical of today's sales reps, isn't it? Like uh, just a ton of accounts and, and really hard to see everybody that's that's in your territory. That's a huge area, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's split up. You know, we, uh, we make our rounds. We've got divisions set up where I can see, you know, some of my – greater accounts you know to all the way some of my just starting accounts you know on a monthly basis and uh we just kind of keep it rolling that way to make sure everybody's serviced properly i i just want to say real quick uh, tim's got a good bio on you we want to talk about some of like how you came from where you came from but 
I will, <laughs> I will say that the reason that me and Robert are friends is that I, I owned a, a golf store in Valrico. I would say smaller operation. Okay. T-Mac, you know about it, one-stop golf shop. Mm-hmm. And we were grossing about $450,000. So, you know, not wow. terrible. But, no. but in the scheme of what Robert does, maybe a smaller account. Gotcha. And he was just great from the start. You know, came in, really wanted to help us build our brand. Right. And uh, I think that's something that I really appreciate in, in any sales rep, Robert. But uh, you were just super helpful all the way through. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I saw when I looked at your bio is that you're a uh, marketing grad from St. Leo. Um, how has that kind of helped you? Um, and, and also that you've been a general manager at some of the uh, ACE groups with Plantation Palms. How has that kind of helped you uh, become a better tailor-made rep uh, as you've gone through? How has that helped you? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my time at St. Leo obviously taught me a lot. <laughs> I mean, like any other college grad, they're going to tell you learn how uh, you learn how to basically read a book, be on time, and uh, submit a paper. There you go. Just, <laughs> just fine. I would say most of my uh, training and communication comes through, you know, real world experience. Okay. Uh, being able to be a general manager and a pro at the same time at a lot of these clubs has allowed me the opportunity to kind of understand what needed or what the sales rep should be just because you know i've been in sean's i've been in all my posts at the same point in time and i've been on that side of the desk where i've been trying to reach out to them where i need things so i kind of have that experience and that insight as to what they need on a daily basis and what kind of communication is expected um so i think that was a really huge leg up uh in the transition did you did you get um as me and T Mac, we call him T Mac, by the way, Robert. So you're you're more than welcome to call him T Mac. Yes, sir. Um, did, did you get uh, burned out in an early age from the golf pro side of it? Did, is that kind of what led you to the opportunity at, at TaylorMade, or how did that play out? Or did you always want to be like a, a rep kind of traveling? Yeah, I mean, so small background. You know, I got out of the uh, I got out of the army, and then coming out of the military, transitioning, uh, I wanted to work in the golf industry. And I started out working in bag rooms in Southeast Florida at a couple, a few private clubs down there. I also did uh, caddying as well. And uh, one day, I had actually met a Nike golf sales rep, which you know, obviously they're not around anymore. Yeah. Um, but when I met with that individual, I said, you know what, I want to do that. Hmm. And then as time's gone on, uh, yeah, I definitely did get burnt out from. A general manager pro because you know there was a great golf digest article i believe two years ago uh kind of talking about the pro decline and just how tough it is really yeah. you know the demand of working seven days up to sundown uh just as you know sean it's a it's yep. a very demanding thing and then as you know my first daughter was born i realized i didn't want to be working thanksgiving day or christmas day anymore yeah and uh I really started to try and find a different avenue. At one point, I thought it was going to take me outside of the industry. And then I got very, very lucky with uh, working for TaylorMade about, well, five years ago next month. Great. Yeah. yeah finding that work balance, uh, especially being a general manager or a head pro, is, is tough in today's age. There's a lot of demand on everybody. So, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely understand that for sure, Robert. 
Are you, are you seeing that with some of your accounts too now? Like, um, I mean, you got the, you know, kind of younger guys, we'll call it, I'm 52 now, so I can call them younger guys, whatever. Um, and, yep. and, and I think that they're, you know, even like we're doing, you know, we're doing a podcast, uh, we're, we're trying to do some more YouTube, we're trying to do some more Instagram posts, like, you just, there's so many more ways to kind of expose yourself to the public as far as like your, your knowledge that you have, but also how to balance that with the counter time, you know, making sure that the tournament runs effectively. Uh, honestly, after I talked to you today, Robert, I've got to go down and uh, try to fix basically like a um, an inventory problem with some of our beer vendors type of thing. Like, I mean, it's just, it never yeah. ends, you know, you always have something on your plate. Something constant. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, it never ends, no matter which side of the fence you're on. Um, you know, I get, you know, fire drills daily, it seems like. And, you know, it's like today, I'm on my way to uh, to a fire drill down in Sarasota. Um, something that just got brought up to me the other day. So okay. it's it's being able to stay loose and being able to uh, just know where you need to be and what needs to be done and prioritizing. Yep. But as far as, you know, some of the other pros, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I know two very prominent pros that uh, are very, very heavily on Instagram. And they also have their own podcast as well. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's trying to do something just a little bit different to adapt. Uh, to the changes and use these new outlets. Yeah. How, how is TaylorMade using that? I mean, obviously, TaylorMade, you know, national brand, I mean, international brand, I should say. Like, um, I, I guess I see a, a decent amount of posts from some of the tour players that are on tour and kind of you see them. Yeah. I think those are the coolest ones to us where you see Tiger talking to Scotty or, 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 or Rory, Rory yeah. you know, talking to, talking to Tiger again. I mean, just... Um, or explaining how you know one move in his golf swing has helped his driver. I mean, obviously, it's again international conglomerate. Um, is it just when they have the new? And it doesn't seem like it's just when the new, they have the new product coming out, which we can touch on a little bit later on. Again, we get we can't touch on a lot of it, but it, yeah. but just uh, some of the new some of the ways that TaylorMade tries to continue to brand itself. I guess might be the way I might ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of TaylorMade, you know, producing some of the best or producing the best golf products and the performance products in the world, um, one thing that TaylorMade also is very good at is marketing. Nice. And as everybody knows, you know, it's a marketing giant, and it's all about touch points. It's all about being able to connect with different ways, just like you guys are doing. So yeah. one thing that uh, I think our company is very, very proud of is that, you know, we have the largest following. Um, on yeah. social media amongst all OEMs. Yeah. And that's something that our that's huge. really, really pride. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Um, so it's not just YouTube, it's not just Instagram, it's Facebook, it's it's everything social media and different touch points to drive consumers back to the website and to our products. Hmm. Now, um, let me ask you, how is uh, Tiger and Rory, how have they been for the R&D department, you know, with developing the balls, the, the face, how much input have they kind of given uh, to the tailor-made, you know, R&D side as they've kind of gone through? You know, yeah, I mean, you look at everything. I mean, you look at those social media posts, uh, you know, obviously, wedged, it's iron, drivers, everything through the bag. They've been very, very vocal. One thing our CEO likes to talk about, especially our guys in R&D, is that there's, you know, when it came to the driver, uh, it had to call, it had to have what they call the tiger line, which is the lines on top of the 
club had to look clean just for Tiger in order for him to swing that club. Interesting. So as they would go through different heads, showing him different heads that, you know, whatever uh, model they were showing at that time, they would wait for his reaction, you know, whether it be a smile, a grimace, (laughs) you know, anything along those lines. That's when they knew what they had. Wow. Um, The same thing goes into the TW iron, TW wedges, uh, you know, Rory was very vocal on wedges as well, coming from his former OEM. And they've been, you know, absolutely transparent and uh, very vocal, which has obviously led TaylorMade to huge market share jumps. Yeah, great uh, throughout the Yeah. Who, who are... Exactly. And uh, it's not just them. It's <coughs> Colin. It's now Nelly Corda. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler has been a huge part of that. But even when you look at Charlie Hole, she's done an amazing job with our R&D team. Yep. So TaylorMade, you know, it's not just listening to the top guys. It's listening to everybody. And yep. then kind of taking that collaborative effort and being able to move forward. That's uh, it's funny because I was just going to say, you know, like Tiger, Rory, Scotty, like those are the ones that you kind of think of. But I was going to ask, like even down to the collegiate level, you know, high end amateur level, yeah. Um, yeah. there's just, you know, you guys are prevalent everywhere. And the thing I like about TaylorMade, and I mean, obviously we deal with a lot of different vendors and different companies. Um, you know, you, you have the product for the low handicap, you know, best ball striker in the world type of thing, but then you also have a product like the Stealth, which has just kind of revolutionized that, that you know, player development market, right? I mean, the, the easier to hit, get the ball up in the air, and then you even took that and made it, you know, a different iron too. Um, so I think that the ability to include everybody in the game yeah. is is super important and a company like TaylorMade does not just offer the best player in the world something you guys are looking at the mid-level high-end handicap as well hey how do we get them better too yeah I, I apologize uh, that's all right <laughs> me I apologize but yeah you're correct I mean we're always we're, we're making products for everyone you know, it's not just the best players in the world. Obviously, we have that product available, but we are, you know, a collaborative brand, and we are, you know, quote unquote, equal opportunity in terms of this game. And we want everybody to play their best and perform their best. Oh, good. So yeah. we're we're gonna make everything for everyone and make sure that nobody's excluded and ensure that everybody enjoys the game. So from the fitting side, I'm going to ask that question. So I think a couple of revolutionary things in the fitting world the past, we'll call it 10 years, being able to have a customer come in for a fitting yeah. and, and being able to change shafts out, you know, in the fitting cart that we have, Huge. Um, that just makes our job so much easier. And I, I'm sure it hopefully, you know, lessens the amount of inventory that you guys have to do too, uh, in a certain way where you don't have to send me seven different seven irons you can send me one seven iron head with you know six different shafts and we can really hone in on the uh, on the on the customers what he what he's hitting the best and figure that out from a weight perspective uh from a length perspective and also from a, of a flex perspective so let's just talk about the irons for a second but i also got a question about the drivers yeah so i mean we start talking about the fitting components right you know we obviously have a fitting system, a select fit system is what we call it. And for this select fit system, what we're sending out is just basically the one iron head and then we actually have a sleeve that can go over the fitting shaft where Uh we can make it weak, strong, flat, upright. So instead of sending or wasting six or seven different fitting heads to do the same, you know, obviously different things, now all I have to do is send one head 
and I can send multiple sweeps, and hmm. they'll do the exact same thing. Oh, that's amazing. So obviously, that's a good thing for TaylorMade because, one, it cuts down on waste. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, obviously, it saves the company money as well. But it's a, it's been very well received uh, over the past year since we started rolling it out. I actually saw it two, two and a half years ago. Uh, when I was part of like a little R and D discussion about the product, okay, uh, and it's just it's been amazing. I mean, it's it's so much nicer to only have to give out a couple heads and then not have to worry <laughs> about fumbling heads because the pros, if they're fumbling all these heads out to uh, the range, you know, it can be a little cumbersome. Inventory can get lost do. real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if they lose one of the little loft sleeves, that's not a problem. I've got a million of them in my storage unit. And I can send them a new one. That's great. Um, so uh, my question would be about uh, the driver. Um, with uh, with you guys, with the carbon technology, what uh, what drove you guys to that um, you know side of it? When when you guys looked at it, you guys went a different direction than everybody else, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So I think that's kind of always been the mark. You know, it's it's been twenty years in the making as of you know two years ago. Wow. Twenty twenty one stealth was earth twenty twenty two when stealth came out so it was 20 years in the making and they knew at one point in time they were going to reach their limit with titanium they were going to reach that limit on those heads and so they started looking for other avenues and other opportunities to grow and the natural progression over 20 years was a carbon-based technology Hmm. so i mean we saw huge market share in 2022 when stealth first came out I mean, you know, Tiger bringing it out to the PNC father and son uh, in 2021, you know, obviously a couple months ahead of that, mm-hmm. which, you know, obviously Tiger's putting whatever the product is. It's, uh, it was a huge jump for us. And now that we're kind of continuing that progression, we're always trying to figure out how to better ourselves. And that's where carbon came into play. So I got another, I got two more questions on the driver, uh, Robert. Um, and he's driving. He's literally driving down to his appointment right now. So we appreciate him being on board here yeah, with thank us. Thank you. Um, so the thing that struck me about TaylorMade over the past again, I've been a pro a PGA member since two thousand three. So I guess twenty years now. Um, y- you always knew the TaylorMade product when you saw it on TV, and, and what I mean by that is you guys were the first white driver. Like you had the M4. Yeah. I hope it's M4 that was the first white one. I could be wrong. I think it was the R11. Well, R11. Yeah, that's going back into like Aero Burner. There you go. Uh, yeah. Aero Burner had a white white top. Then it was, uh, I believe, R11. Okay. Yeah. Kept continuing on from there as well in R11s. Yeah. And, and I think that's you know it's <clears throat> let's bottom line it right. Bottom line is it's how many how many units can we sell. I mean, right, that's, hey, we're trying to improve everybody's game and all that stuff, but it's also a big part of it is how many units can we sell. So when you see a white driver, you know, 12 years ago on tour on TV, people would come up to me and say, hey, what's that club? Because they had never seen that look of a golf club. So you guys distinguished yourself so nicely from the competition. And now you've got a red face. Again, something different, you know. Um, they could have yeah. made that. They could have made that black. Nobody would have said it made any difference. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I just yeah. think I think that's a neat feature about what TaylorMade does. They don't think of it just from the obviously R and D side, but also hey, what's going to look good? What's going to appeal good? What's going to be different? Cool. Yeah, I'd say cool that's and a, hip. I, I, you know, I think Taylor that's Maid what does. they. Yep. Even when you start talking about like the cores of ghosts putters from oh my gosh, yeah. uh, mm. put back there. 
and then you know the Jason Day spider, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an all red head. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's always something to distinguish yourself a little bit more, being able to be thought after. And you're absolutely right. You know, a white head driver on tour, someone can ask a question. A red faced driver, someone can ask a question. <laughs> now it looks like a blue faced driver. You know, we're going to start seeing more people ask that question. Okay. Yeah. Um, my other thing about the driver, as far as the fitting part, was uh, again something that was just not in existence 20 years ago let alone 15 years ago even 10 but the all the i will say most of the high-end companies will put put use of the term typically now have three driver heads and i might be simplifying but maybe not meaning like there's a low spinning head there's kind of a max forgiveness head and then there's usually some type of draw biased head let's just start with that is that sound still pretty accurate in the in what you guys are doing yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes back into your earlier statement is that, you know, in our earlier question that, you know, we're making golf clubs for everybody, yeah. not just one particular skill set. Yeah. So not everybody's going to fit into a, a lower spinning head. Not everybody's going to fit into a draw bias head. Yep. And that's why, you know, we have those different styles for every piece of golfer out there. So when we're doing um, <clears throat> when we're doing fittings in Trackman, you mm-hmm. know, and me and T-Mac have talked about this before where... We'll get a customer coming in. Hey, I'm hitting my driver short. I'm hitting yeah. it to the right. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what, what can I do? I need to buy a new driver. Mm. And then um, sometimes, fortunately, sometimes, unfortunately, we can fix that with the settings on the club head. Correct. You know, it, sometimes it's shaft, and obviously sometimes it's delivery. You yeah. know how they're swinging. Technique. But but to be able to, they don't even know, right? They don't know what they don't know. They don't know that they're purchased something that could actually be tweaked with the settings on the club head yeah. to be able to lower yeah. the spin rate, maybe get a little more draw biased, even in just the standard regular stealth head or stealth two, you know, not, they don't have to get the HD head is my point. Um, but yeah, if you get a guy who just consistently slices it, he's, I don't know, maybe let's go with the 45 to 65 years old. He's, he is what he is. He's not going to, correct. you're not going to fix the world, right? We no. tried to Mac on the range. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, Correct. You know, so it's not just the head; it's also the the, uh, the shaft yeah, as well. Correct. Yeah. You know, shaft relation plays a huge part of it, and not only just the shaft, but also the sleeve on the shaft too. Mm-hmm. You start, you know, adjusting that sleeve to go up, down, upright. You know, there's a, a lot of different things we can do to kind of manipulate that course of the club head to ensure that it's maximizing their opportunity uh, on and off the or on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there for for sure, and making sure that you've got adjustability for all the clubs. Uh, I, I just think a, a lot of people just don't understand what their club can do. You know, I, I think, and you probably see this. Do you still do demo days, Robert? Are you doing? You got text for that now, or? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have text for that now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still go to them. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I end up falling back into the rhythm of fitting someone every now and then. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's still in there, and I, I do do it. So I I think to that point, like the the fear that people have of going higher in their driver for loft, yes, you know, and they don't realize that the higher that it goes, the more left the ball is going to go. Like it's going to it's going to basically change it to be more upright, for lack of better terms. And the benefit that they're going to get from the ball going straighter, let's just start with that instead of to the right, and maybe yes, adding one degree loft. But uh, again, sort of this this understanding because they're coming from I'm going to say they're coming from a Maybe a generation where seven and a half, eight and a half degree drivers were the thing, and you saw that on tour a lot. But now there's quite a few tour players, Ricky Fowler, going shorter, you know, shorter, and and they already have the club head speed, so they don't really yeah. need it to go 
further, further, but they wanted to go further. But like, just kind of talk about that, Robert. That again, with some of these adjustments for amateur players, and, and to just be open to it, I guess my would be my way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's you know, you always try to fit to just not let them know what they're hitting just yet. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that, Hand it to them. If they if they get that in their <laughs> mind, then it's just kind of you know, obviously the hardest game part of the game of golf is the six inches between the ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you kind of give them that preset notion as to what's happening, then you know they might start to swing just a little bit different. So we, we tend to fit based on just trying what we think will work best and then working our way back from there before kind of revealing what's happening. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so uh, again, I'm, I get my. Uh, you guys just aren't a, uh, aren't a driver company. You're not just an iron company. You know, you're all inclusive. So golf balls. Let's talk about yeah. that because I really enjoy playing the TP5. Love it. Um, the TP5X is a little bit too for me. I need a little bit less spin. We'll call it, or more spin. We'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, less spin. Anyways, but my point being. Uh, I just the TP5 is such a good golf ball, and then I think the the tour response is a great ball too. Um, I don't know if you can touch on some of the maybe the, maybe the new stuff coming out, but just talk about in general TP5 how that's kind of exploded, and also the colors and and the yeah the, the cool logos that you guys put on them again yeah a, another paying marketing attention thing. yeah, yeah to absolutely marketing. so yeah absolutely you know obviously TP5 TP5X have just exploded in the premium golf ball category. Yeah. You know, made leaps and bounds. I can't speak to market share, but I know it's grown immensely over the past few years. Yeah. Our ownership stance that you know we want to be the number one golf ball brand. Wow. You know, we want to take over that number one spot, and the way that we're doing it is through all those things that you mentioned. You know, just like we talk about, we have clubs for everybody. Yeah. We also have golf balls for everybody. So whether you're a premium, you feel like you're a premium player, you feel like need a premium golf ball, you don't want that premium golf ball price, which would be Tour Response, which is another three-piece urethane golf ball product uh, at the $45 price point, which is the only one out there in the major OE market. Yep. Yep. Uh, but then you also have Soft Response. You also have Distance, Distance Plus. You have Noodle, which a lot of people don't even know that Taylor made, you know, makes the Noodle golf ball as well. Right. Uh, so we have a plethora of different golf balls out there. And to touch on where we're going, you know, 48% of all golf ball sales from TaylorMade come from the visual technology category. Wow. And visual technology is yellow golf ball, our tour response stripe, hmm. the PIX golf ball that's on TP5, TP5X. Yep. And then obviously, like you touched on, the, our My Symbol program, which is our golf ball personalization program. So everything we're doing is kind of leading into that system. And there's a lot of cool things coming ahead when it comes to visual technology with new golf balls coming. Um, obviously, some people may have seen prototype packs start to leak into 20, uh, for 2024 TP5, TP5X. Mm-hmm. Our current iteration actually ran three years now, which is kind of uncommon hmm. for us because we typically run two-year product cycles on everything, excluding wood so far. Uh, but just like all of our irons, like P-Series irons, those are two-year product cycles. But not to get off point here is that where we're headed and what's coming is a lot to be excited about for sure. Yeah, cool. I think it goes into uh, again, you know, 
there's a reason Top Golf is Top Golf, right? There's a reason that my studio is a, is catching on. Like, I, I'm not comparing my my studio in Wesley Chapel to Top Golf, but mm-hmm. it's bringing the the fun back to the game. Yeah, and I think COVID. You know that definitely affected the number. Obviously, Robert, you can talk about the number of golfers in during that COVID twenty to 20, uh, 2020 to twenty twenty two probably years. Just, I mean, you got. I mean, I'm going to say it nicely. Like the the manufacturing plants weren't ready. Like the the they yeah, weren't they weren't ex- ready you, for you that couldn't explosion. get product out quick enough, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, and in the past three years, we've made up to a hundred million dollars in investment. That's okay. Alone. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're making huge strides. You know, we purchased uh, a go- our golf ball facility, our golf ball plant in uh, South Korea. Okay. Uh, which is called Nassau Golf, and then uh, you know I had the opportunity to actually pour our premium urethane facility uh, in Liberty, South Carolina, this summer for our summer sales. Okay. So we were able to kind of see how they produce the tour response stripe, or how they put the actual stripe on the golf ball. We got to watch the molding process, the clear coat, the finishing, just to see how meticulous our machines are mm-hmm. in kicking out those impurities as well when it comes to uh, whether the TaylorMade logo may be off or there's something wrong with the dimple pattern. I mean, it's it's truly amazing to see how much investment and how much time and thought has gone into what we're doing with the golf ball category. Great. Right. That's awesome. So um, I know I talked to you last week. Um, I just think this is, again, maybe a little insight for some of the listeners and viewers to be able to have into kind of your job. And, and we, we kind of kidded about it. We said it was the first world problems because you had to go to Cabot Farms and then you had to go to Streamsong last week. Tough life. <laughs> right? But, um, but kind of like the fires type of thing. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you guys are on the edge of new development, new product, you know, new accounts. And, hey, you got a big account like Cabot Farms, which is – you know, I'm going to say the old world woods or whatever for our listeners. Like, that's got to be pretty cool to be able to start, you know. And, and don't they have, like, a new, like, uh, not practice range. They might have a new practice range. But, but like, a new fun 11-hole course where they've got speakers and music and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, correct. <coughs> and, I mean, no, that's kind of where golf is heading as well. You right. Know, it's, yeah. it's other things to do other than 18 holes. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, other properties I've been like you know i've been to pinehurst i've played the cradle yep they also have a little putting course called thistledew um and there's a lot of different things to do and that's just kind of where that resort or golf feature is headed it seems like uh, you know it's you're right you know I, I do feel kind of like a golf sob every now and then because my <laughs> wife doesn't feel bad for me at all whatsoever <laughs> right not a lot of sympathy you know, at the house I, there I, yeah. I, I, yeah not a lot of sympathy <laughs> when it comes to saying hey honey i gotta go to Abandoned dunes for five days, uh, uh, and you know she doesn't know what abandoned dunes is. Right. All of us, obviously, <laughs> right, but, right, right. you know, with with Bandon, you know, even being out there, they've got a little short course, uh, kind of like what's the the roundabout at uh, Streamsong Black, right next mm-hmm. to their uh, practice facility. Yep. And then they have a full length one, which is their uh, oh, Bandon Preserve, which is a thirteen hole facility. Yep. And they're they're all phenomenal. I mean, it's just where it's heading. This is what Cabot's doing. Yep. And what Cabot had opportunity uh, last week, my my regional manager and I, to play their new course with the uh, thing, or excuse me, uh, course. Okay. So this one's called the Carew, and it is extremely challenging, but extremely fun as well. 
Nice. And everything that's gone on to this place. I mean, you know, I've been going there since April earlier this year when I was, you know, I don't want to say stalking them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I was I was keeping tabs on them just to kind of see what's happening, what's going on. And I was fortunate enough to get a ride along with, the, you know, the managing partner there, Daniel Knight, and then, uh, you know, the man, another manager there, uh, Rick Kelso. So they took me around in a Ford Expedition, and we're just kind of going all over the, the dunes. We're trousing over uh, what's going to be, you know, number six, green and to see where it was to where it is now this past week right. is unbelievable yeah. um you know so like i said we had a unique opportunity playing their large porch which is going to be the peru uh and then we also played the squeeze which is a little 10 hole challenge course hmm. uh it's a mix of par threes par fours which are drivable and it's pretty fun because you know it's a uh, like two, two i think it's 280 back-to-back par fours and if you loft it up there pretty good you can get it pretty close or on top of the green yep. and then it's met with a, a little short part three that's about 120 130 yards and then right after that it's a gettable par five uh, right there along Ponce de Leon okay it's, it, it's gonna be a fun place for sure uh, you know the 11 hole wedge course which is their little par three property is a lit up pro, uh, lit up golf course uh, they have a place called the porch where you can sit up there uh oversee putting area as well hmm. and that's all lit up so i mean it's they've got track man range um you know i, I hear they've got tailor-made rainfall as well nice <laughs> <laughs> well wouldn't you agree uh, robert that the architects now are, are designing these courses as you're talking about uh to kind of keep the golfer on the course right to, instead of just being an 18 hole course where you come back miserable right you're you're out there you play 18 holes and then you have short courses and other things that are lit up at night to kind of keep the golfer yeah. out there on the course and entertained Dad, throughout the whole day dads with sons or with daughters yeah. or yeah. juniors yeah. or, or yeah. families or whatever keeping the fun in the game you yeah. know instead of you know just making it absolutely brutal for everybody <laughs> correct and it's it's for those guys or you know those, that group that comes in in the afternoon and can't play 18 but they want to go have a good time since they're on property so they'll go play the uh, the eleven hole wedge course or the sweep. Right. You know, I had the unique opportunity of playing the new chain last week as well at Streamsong, uh, and that was a fun you know fun little thing as well. You yeah. know, it's a mixture of short par threes, uh, a really long par three slash par four, but it's it's I think it's absolutely what's needed for sure. There's you know there's financial levels we're talking about here, meaning like Cabot Farms is is decently expensive and stream song is decently expensive but then i talked to a uh, golfer at lake bernadette this week who told me he's a he's a, a retired uh, military guy down in mcdill they've got a deal called five for five uh and basically it's you play uh 14 through 18 on mm-hmm. the north course you play in five holes it's like literally like five dollar hot dog five dollar golf and, and yeah. maybe there's an you know another five dollar merchandise voucher type of thing but kind of the point is like it, it's all over like different wherever you're at you're trying to engage the customer yeah keep them around uh, make it fun yeah um and you know uh my facility there where i've got uh track man and, and you can play virtual golf uh, out of my 40 members i'd probably say 25 of them are just coming in to play virtual golf yeah you know these guys coming in to work on their game but mostly it's a social part of it just trying to get together 
you know, enjoy a couple drinks and, and have some food and, and be able to watch some TV while you're playing golf while the speaker's on, too. Like, so, or the TV yeah, or whatever it is, things. the game on the back. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not secondary, but it's almost secondary as far as the, yeah. the actual golf part, which is what Top Golf did so well or does so well, too, just bring people together. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's something for everybody, no matter where you go. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of goes back to the original statements of, you know, you talking about everybody's trying to do something a little bit different just to adapt. Yeah. Because we've had such a big boom in this industry. I mean, I think we were one of the probably prettiest things to come out of COVID in terms of uh, service industry related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where we're headed now <laughs> is just kind of keeping that momentum going. So that's why you're starting to see all these different ideas and different avenues to keep people in this space so they want to stay in it right so without getting you in too much trouble and you just share what you can share (laughs) let's put it that way we know we got the pga show coming up in january that's the you know national golf show in orlando it's been going on since it's been going on since dunedin that's where it started back in the day you know know, back in the driver's range people bringing their stuff in the back of the car but it's always an exciting thing for for uh Mac and myself to go to, um, yeah. you know, but kind of just in general, I guess might be the question because I don't want to get in trouble with R&D departments and stuff, but is there some new product coming from TaylorMade? Are you guys excited about some of the new stuff? Yeah, like I said, you know, there's a, you know, there's been a prototype golf ball that's kind of been surfacing okay. uh, on social media that we've been sending out to specific, you know, my TaylorMade Plus members. Yep. So the new TP5, TP5, that's we're really excited about that product. Yep. Um, obviously, like I said, can't talk too much into that one. Mm-hmm. But it's if we're truly excited about this thing and seeing what we're seeing on course, um, I think that's 24 for the golf club. But that's not to say that the rest of the line isn't going to be huge as well because TaylorMade is a through-the-bag performance company. Yep. And when it comes to everything else that's coming in 2024, uh, you know, Rory McIlroy, and Tommy Fleetwood uh, brought a new driver out, which hit the USGA conforming list a few weeks ago. I'm okay. excited and, about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, truly excited about that one. And then, you know, some guy last week who wears red on Sundays decided he was going to play it too. And uh, <laughs> at, his, at his own tournament. Right. And Ripping it drivers. Nice, yeah. It was nice to see, you know, him up on the <clears throat> stripe it straight down and then see that second guy just push it off to the right and now drive him. <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing more golf than him. Right. Um, but, yeah, really exciting. Obviously, the this week, you know, Nelly Porter did something, you know, a few things that are awesome in the bag. Uh, same thing with Charlie Hole. So there's a lot of things coming from four that are, are really exciting for the company, not just the company, the brand itself. Right. Yeah. I got one more. Yeah, you, you go good? right ahead. Okay, sorry. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so, last question for you, and then we'll let you get onto your onto your day. But um, so, I heard this story, and it was probably roughly around 15, 20 years ago. So, Tiger in his heyday, you know, early two thousands, we'll call it. I think at this time it was at the Nike facility. Um, I could be wrong with that, but I think you're going to know where I'm going with the question. So, basically. He's working with a club fitter on the range in Carlsbad, and and they're working on whatever the new you know prototype Nike irons were or whatever, and and he basically he hits a couple shots and he hands the club back to the club fitter and he says, hey, this one's two grams heavier than the previous club, yeah. and the club fitter's like, there's no way you know, there's no way you can tell me that, or, yeah. or he said to his buddy like, how can he tell me that? Yeah, and, and literally puts it on the uh, puts it on the scale and it's two grams heavier. 
it, it kind of goes to the point of like how good that top level player is and what yeah. kind of feel they have. Have you seen something yeah. like that or those types of things out there? Yeah, correct. I mean, I've heard the same secondhand story from our R and D guys. Okay. You know, even with him, even with him noticing if the tungsten plugs is uh, right on the sweet spot or not. You know, it's <laughs> wow. just the, the level that these guys are at is just unfathomable, and how they can see ball flight, and how they can feel pitch shots. Okay. Even if you look at like a lot of our, you know, back to our marketing giant is when we start doing, uh, you know, releases, kind of showing people the new product. We also release videos uh, from our photo shoots mm-hmm. with all of our pros. And all these pros will talk about what the golf ball is doing, how it's fighting. It's just amazing to listen to because the level of detail that you guys have is just yeah. And I can't even fathom it <laughs> no. you know, myself. No. And, you know, I'm around it all the time. But what these guys do day in and day out, uh, and just back to you know, our original conversation, getting it's the level of perception and what they give us feedback is what is making our products that much better. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, um, really been great talking to you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. And, and if our listeners want to get a hold of you or, or, you know, get in touch with you, how could they do such a thing? I'd say let's contact Sean. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's, let's run it that way for sure. I'd be more than happy to answer questions through, you know, obviously your guys' podcasts uh, to your listeners. Yeah, and uh, we can go about it that way. Sounds great. Thank you, Robert. Really, really good having you, Robert. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon around the golf course or around the uh, uh, around the studio. Absolutely, gentlemen. I'll see you guys. All right, bud. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Sean. I thought that was a great uh, podcast today. Uh, I really enjoyed the episode with Robert today from TaylorMade. Uh, you know what a you know I was absolutely fascinated with how much you know degree of marketing goes into these products uh, the visual side of it and how they distinguish themselves so much differently from their competition right I think we both we've known TaylorMade for you know they've been in business since 85 or yeah. 84 with their original metal wood literally the first bubble company. shaft yeah, first right company. I yeah. mean yeah they've been pretty innovative with a lot of their product and uh, I feel like talking to Robert um, I learned a bunch and, and I think you did too uh, very educational right um very cool to hear kind of like how they go through their process of, of coming up with a product like they were talking about the golf ball mm-hmm. two and a half years into the into the development of it yeah um, even the uh, carbon fiber face on the drivers yeah um, they, they touch a lot of different areas in the golf world mm-hmm. um, so I think that was interesting and then I think some of the things that the, the viewer can take away is to go try the product yeah right? you know and, and there's different products made for all skill levels correct so um go try the product come to us yeah right get, get a get a driver fitting get a club fitting yep. right you know just don't buy it off the off the rack there's yep. a lot of different options that we found shafts have a lot to do with that um so you know seeing a club fitter and and, and seeing the different products that they have is I, I find very valuable absolutely so uh try the product you know if you if you if you like the color of the tour response golf ball go do it if you like that i'm going to use that that the uh, stripe that they have on on the tour response ball great visuals great visuals right yeah. i mean the fun little i thought one of the things that was pretty cool was the 48 percent market share he said yeah. of the golf balls that are not white yeah they're all <laughs> colored right? so different, it, it different. tells me there's there's people with all kinds of you logos, know tests. yeah logos or or just different um looking golf balls and, and again it kind of gets goes to what we talked about in the podcast that it's getting away from the old stodgy 
white guy right. playing golf by himself or with his buddies yeah. now it's moving to a whole different generation of this Correct. club of golfers families we talked a lot about cabot farms and stream song and some of these golf courses that have some different kind of cool fun right 10 11 hole golf things right yeah um so i think that's really where the game is going and yeah. we want it to go because we want it to grow to all kinds of different players so it was a great podcast really excited and uh, glad to have them yeah i had a great time so yep. thank you uh, for listening and uh look we'll for the forward to the next podcast we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening thank you are you looking to elevate your golf game with SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf.